And another reminder that Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place, and it's free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools, so you can record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. And they'll distribute your podcast for free. So you can hear it on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more. Just like us here at BraveMaker. Make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app today and go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks to our sponsors. Now back to the show. Stories, scripts, and conversations with creators. This is the Brave Maker Podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the online Brave Maker Film Fest experience. My name is Tony Gapastone. Really glad today that you could join us here, whether you're watching live or on the replay. Brave Maker exists to elevate brave stories for justice, diversity, and inclusion. And today, we have a really special short film we're going to be sharing. Before I do that, let me say thank you to our sponsors. We can never do this work without the generosity of people who say yes who help us, who partner with us. And especially wanna say thank you to the Redwood City Arts Commission. They have given us a grant to do this work. They believe in the power of the arts to shape culture. Uh, I'm really grateful for their ongoing, since we started Brave Maker in 2018, they have been really generous to us. So thank you to them. Thank you to Premia, who is a real estate company and development company in downtown Redwood City, to MDT, talent agency, to Nikon. We cannot do this without you. We're so grateful to you. Thank you all. If you want to be a supporter of this work, you can uh, let me know. Tony at BraveMaker.com. I'd be glad to partner with you and help elevate the work uh, that you are doing for justice, diversity, inclusion, which is so necessary. Uh, as we are in a very critical and crucial time in our culture, we stand with Black Lives Matter and those who are working to see justice and equity come to our culture. With that, let me welcome my Christina Jackson, my co-host. Hi, Christina. Hey, Tony. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Christina just celebrated her birthday yesterday, but because she's born in June, it's also Pride Month. She celebrates yeah. all month long, so... I'm celebrating all month long, and I'm glad that you're bringing up Pride. Happy Pride, everyone. And also, you know, just to talk about what's going on right now uh, with the world, with what's going on in California and the United States. I'm hearing some stories about Black Lives Matters movement having friction with the LGBTQ community. And just as someone who's part of both, you know, I identify as queer. I'm an African-American. And I just have to say, you know, these stories are heartbreaking. I know there was a trans woman who was beaten quite severely by a group of African-American protesters. And it's really disappointing and challenging to hear these stories. But what I want to say is it's going to take us all, all to put our differences aside and come together to, to seek equality, to really reach the goals that we've set for ourselves as Americans, as for the American dream. Like we have to work together and we have to move forward with love and kindness and compassion so to that, I just want to say, if you're African-American and you're not queer and you don't understand it, like seek to educate yourself first and let's all really just, we all have to work together. Let's work together. So yeah, just want to put that out there. And, you know, for BraveMaker, that's been our vision is to try to elevate these conversations so that we can take action collectively with the arts. But we also believe that the arts need to be partnered with those who are on the ground doing this type of advocate work and uh, I want to welcome 
uh, our guest partner today from the San Mateo County Pride Center, Andres Laola. Welcome, Andres. Welcome. Hello. Nice to be here. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Uh, my name is Andres. I use they, them, year, she, her, year pronouns. So Andres has been with us many, many times uh, through Brave Maker in the past. Uh, at significant times, we, we've held discussions that elevate the LGBTQ plus community, uh, these stories. So I'm so always so glad to partner with Andres because she has taught me so much uh, about things that are special and important like pronouns, which we'll talk about today, uh, and little pieces of history that have helped me understand this movement. I didn't know that pride really came from, I could be wrong, but I, uh, people of color who protest, right, to celebrate their very own identities. Mm -hmm. So I think this is a beautiful part. And you're going to educate us more today with our featured selection today, which is the amazing and beautiful film uh, called Wonder. Wonder is currently on HBO right now. And we got introduced to Wonder, gosh, I don't know, a year and a year ago as it was making its film festival debut. Uh, through one of our alums, so shout out to Nate Duncan. Wonder was at a film festival with one of our alumni, Nate Duncan, who has the interview. He said, you've got to get this film. So we were working to get it, to do it in our live film screening, but then alas, COVID-19, and then they beautifully got picked up by HBO. So we're really glad to welcome the writer, director, producer, actor, <laughs> Javier Molina and Gabriel Furman. Welcome to the broadcast, you two. Welcome. What's up, family? Thank you for having us. Word. For sure. So I'm going to have you two introduce yourself. Gabriel, we'll start with you. And then Javier, uh, tell us about yourselves, about the film. We're going to watch the trailer. And then Christina and Andres are going to be peppering in all their questions, with well as everybody else who's live. You can feel free to put your questions and comments. We'll bring them in. I will uh, bring in my first comment here. My friend Matt says, glad to be here. I loved Wonder so much. So bring on all these comments. And if you haven't watched it, it's on HBO right now. So go to HBO to go and watch it. Otherwise, you can uh, cling on to the conversation and go back and watch it later with some potential spoilers. So Gabriel, would you go ahead and give us your introduction? Yeah, my name is Gabriel Furman. I am uh, born and raised in New York City. I am the writer, uh, one of the producers and the actor. I play the father in Wonder. And um, uh, Wonder is about a 12-year-old biracial kid growing up in the hood in New York City who secretly dreams of trick-or-treating as Wonder Woman for Halloween. Beautiful. Javier. What's up, family? Yo soy Javier Jaime Molina Vega, and uh, <laughs> I was born in Fajardo, Puerto Rico, and raised in Jersey, and I'm the director and producer of uh, Wonder, one of the producers. Beautiful. So, Christina, let's knock us out. Take us out to the first question. I love the short so much. It was fantastic. Let's jump into the title. Uh, was Wonder always the name for this project, or did you guys play with some other uh, ideas for the title? It's of loud. This film? Uh, yeah, I, it was always Wonder. Mm -hmm. We okay. were like, what, can, we, can we do it? Will we get sued? We were like, I don't know. We'll figure that out if we ever have to get insurance. <laughs> <laughs> it's really perfect. And um, just let's get to the story. What resonated about this story for you? Like, why did you guys want to share this story and bring it to the screen? So I was uh, I was on vacation actually in um, in Ireland with my, my my girlfriend and one of my really close friends and his wife. And we pulled into a gas station and saw this dad walk out the gas station with holding what looked like his son's hand, and his son had a full on Wonder Woman costume. And I just started crying. 
And my girlfriend turned to me, she's like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, look, that's what a real father looks like. You know, myself and Javier, uh, we both grew up in the hood, both grew up without, without uh, fathers, and we know what it's like. And uh, I personally, I get hit in the core when, um, uh, when there's oppression of any kind, of anyone. It's a human race, period. And uh, so both of us as artists felt like we had to lend our voices to this story and to educate ourselves because we're two cisgender men that knew nothing about this world until we started making this film. Wow, that's incredible. I love that you guys jumped into this story, although, like you said, you're two cisgendered men. Uh, I am queer. This story definitely resonated with me. Uh, I came out when I was 16, and I definitely, you know, heard the word. I don't know if we could say that on here. Got called faggot and different things like that. And it definitely deterred me from wanting to live and be my authentic self. Mm. This is so incredible to see someone so young just with the support of his father feeling like he could go out and face the world even though you know he knows how his friends are going to react he knows the the culture around it but if his father you know is by his side i thought that was such a tremendous story and and i i love that so much andres i know you had some questions about where the story was placed so why don't you go ahead and share that yeah yeah i i thought the the show Oh, you're, you're cutting out a little bit, Andres. All right, we'll come back to you, Andres. Stand by. That's the power of uh, technology or the challenge of technology. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Andres, go ahead. Are you, are you there? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Can you hear me now? Is that okay? Yep. Yeah. Okay, yep. yeah. You know, being someone who's feminine in the Latinx community is really difficult. And so, you know, I've seen uh, some of your work. So, Javier, you too. And... The other things you've worked on have been predominantly more masculine kind of things, right? I think one of the other movies you're known for is Bent, uh, 99 is another one, I believe. And uh, when I see those, I see that taking on from a, a very specific masculine sense. Uh, how important do you think it is for you all to talk about what is masculinity in the Latinx community? I, I think it's important to break down some of these stereotypes and, and, and some of these views of masculinity and, and femininity that we impose on our kids and on society that they cause us to need therapy at a certain point. Some of the stuff that they want us to believe in is, is unrealistic and it's not fair to impose on a kid. That's, that's what you came up with. And maybe there was a time when you know, we needed to be tough in order to survive and, and you still need some of that, but it doesn't have to be of a poisonous nature. You know what I mean? You you don't have to look just one way, man. One, one of the things I grew up was I remember being a kid and my mom, because like I didn't have a father at home, she could, she was teaching me what she learned from the men in the community. And it was like, don't cry. And I'd be like, <laughs> you, you know, and, and so that, I went through years of not allowing myself to cry because I thought it was a sign of weakness. You know what I mean? I, I spent years thinking that having compassion or love or being understanding was signs of weakness and, and they made me a prey to this environment. And, and as I started to mature as a man, I realized that those were the things that were stopping me from actually becoming who I was meant to be. You know what I mean? They, they were, uh, they were stopping my progression just as a soul, man. And, and um, Gabe and I, we, we spoke a lot about that and, and how we think that that approach, although sometimes it's necessary, it's very toxic. And, and um, I'm not sure how beneficial it is, man. So uh, we wanted to like 
show a different face to that and, and show a father that would be willing to challenge his domestications, that would go against everything that, that he was raised to believe in order to love his son unconditionally. You know what I mean? To have his kids back no matter what. It's not, it's not your business what your kid chooses to be, how they choose to see themselves or identify. It's your job to, to, to provide a safe environment. And, and that, that's what we wanted to shine a light on. I don't know if I answered your question. I kind of went off on a, t- <laughs> a, a tangent. No, no, it's it's great. And Gabriel, what about you as like, you know, I really like this movie because a lot of movies are about our pain. You know, it's about like the worst things that happen to us. But this movie kind of surprised me. I was waiting for the dad to be upset. Get, oh, mi hijo no es así. We can do this, right? It's different. What drew, drew you to kind of have this approach of, uh, having someone, because for me, this isn't just about, you know, intersections of being queer and a person of color or brown, but it's also the intersection of also classism, right? The, the, the way class is portrayed in this as well, like someone with a lower socioeconomic, like that person has less resources because a lot of people like to say, oh, the black or brown community doesn't like queer people. It's not that we don't, it's that we don't have access to resources like other people to understand this, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's really, I come from the intersection of also coming from, learning from elders and Native Americans, you know? Our history, our ancestors, you know? It's kind of like what Christina says, you know? You can't really be pro-black or pro-brown if you do not like queer people. Because like Angela Davis says, if you do, pro LGBTQ work, but you're not doing things to end racism, then you're not really doing LGBTQ work. Then it has to be equality across the board, regardless of sexual orientation, skin color, a physical ability, all of it. We just, we have to have equality so we could all live our authentic selves, be be alive, feel alive. Right. Or, yeah, Andres, exactly. I, 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 I think I hear the question that you're asking me and what I would say, the reason not that I wanted to, but that I have to tell stories like this is, first of all, look, I grew up in the hood. I know what it's like to live on food stamps. I know what it's like to sometimes worry, not knowing where your next meal is going to come through. And it is a marginalized community. And no matter what people say, resources are not readily available to people that grow up in that kind of an area. And so it took me years to, to let go of who I thought I had to be this tough exterior, this, this, I have to be the biggest man in the room, all that in order to let my real self, which is my heart come through. And I'm a huge proponent of therapy. Therapy saved my life. And so, you know, I, I'll share this with the world. My, my therapist, I had a session after we did wonder and I was just like, just crying because just talking about the film. And, and the reason was, was because I'm trying to work out my own father issues. Like, it's a fairy tale in a way. Mm-hmm. How many fathers do you know that would just step up in this situation and this quickly make a decision? I don't know any, but if I can shine light to maybe give glimmer of hope and have people identify with someone like that, then, then that's why I want to make stories like this. And also, you cannot, you cannot, you're absolutely right, any, any type of protest, you can't, you can't have one marginalized community try to speak loud and not have mm-hmm. another. There's always been throughout history, the oppressed seek someone else to oppress because of the pain they're not able to face themselves and it's projected. And the beauty of what's happening right now, no matter how grim it might look for the queer community during Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter 
because trans and LGBTQ lives matter. And because both of those matter, all lives matter. But all lives can't matter unless black lives matter and trans lives mm -hmm. matter. And right. so, yeah, I hope. Yeah, I, I, also, I, I also think that, um, I mean, that, that, that falls on, on many different levels. We really wanted to shine a light on that. There are some really, really great single fathers out here. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, a lot of times when you think about this lower income environment or, or the hood, you think about absent fathers and that's not actually a, a fact all the time. And you always think about like crabs in a barrel that we're like trying to break each other down mm -hmm. and hold each other down. But that's also not a true statement, man. Yes, it does exist. Everything exists. But we're, we're shining a light on the humanity that exists in these streets, man. And, and a lot of the things that we're conditioned to do is because we were conditioned to do that. You know, it's that Willie Lynch mentality that taught us to hate ourselves. And so we're, we're shining a light on the opposite of that. And if we're going to move forward, we have to move forward as a family, black, brown, queer however you identify yeah. we, if you leave one person behind you you know then you're still repeating the problem you're creating the same type of chaos so we have to move together as a family as one no person no soul left behind everybody's accounted for everybody is appreciated we need we need to support our differences and encourage our uniqueness you know people get you get ostracized for being different and i'm like man go ahead with that but i'm gonna celebrate your uniqueness i'm gonna uplift your your voice and empower you to be your authentic genuine beautiful self period beautiful that's amazing that is so beautiful uh, my next question is for Gabrielle. Were there any reservations about tackling the issue with homosexuality and youth? I know a lot of people, when I came out at 16, the question I was asked repeatedly was, well, how do you know? Well, you can't be sure. Well, you should wait. And he was in the movie, he's 11 or 12. So how did you come to the, to the decision? You know what? We're going to tackle this. We're going to tell this story. And he's going to be young, you know, because you could have made the character 16 or 17 and he could have still had the same relationship with his dad, but you allowed him to be so young. So talk about how you made that decision. Um, I, it was never, it was never a question for for me. Um, first, we, when we first, when I, when the story came through me and Javier and I partnered up and started working on it, we realized that we can't tell this story without going to the source. And we were blessed um, to have a consultant. Her name is Puya Oseni who was a trans activist, and she so open-heartedly allowed us to ask the hard questions that we didn't understand. And you know, you, you just mentioned something, which was one of the first things I learned. We're not tackling sexuality because gender has nothing to do with sexuality. And, and we can't hold back truth from our kids because more often than not, our kids are much smarter than us, especially at 12 years old. I remember being four years old, and, and adults around being like, he don't understand. And I was like, man, I understand all this shit. Y'all some bullshit ass adults, you know? <laughs> and and we, yeah. you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta put a mirror to reflect the true human condition if we, if we really wanna make a change and allow our kids to have a voice. You yeah. know? I, I also think, I'm sorry, Potch. I also think it's important for people to, listen, I've had this discussion in my community with people I love where, where they think it's a choice or they think mm -hmm. it's like a fad or you're going to grow out of it. And, and, and by making Sammy uh, at such a young age tackling this question, um, 
we're, we're making a statement about that. You're born this way. This is who you yeah. are. There is no mistake. There is no choice. You're not choosing this life. No one, no one chooses to take the hard road. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's insane. So, you know, I think I, at least I felt that it was, it was important to show that he, she was still very young and starting to understand what her truth was outside of what the world was trying to impose on her. And can I, can I add a little to that? Is that okay? Can Please, you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay. Okay, cool. You know, it's interesting you bring that up because for me, when I first came out, I was like, okay, yes, I'm a transgender woman and that's my story, but I've come out four five, six different times. And so in, in all respect to Sammy, I, I think that, yeah, maybe they do want to be a trans woman and maybe, th but that's not the point, you know, like my point was in, oh, I'm going to transition so I can fit the binary because now I'm a, I'm a genderqueer, non-binary person. My idea was that like what you've been saying is that I'm living my truth, you know, like ultimately we don't really know where Sammy's going to go. They, they might be trans women and they might be genderqueer. They might be uh, polygendered. They might be uh, so many different other gender like uh, expressions that we have in our world. So I think that's really interesting because that's what I left off with that 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 person's story is still to be continued. Well, that, that's beautiful, that's, Vlad, yes. because that, tell, that's, what we, we, that, that's what we wanted because wonder is about self-discovery, right? And, and we're using this as a platform to in, inform our community because part of the problem, part of the ignorance and, and hate that exists or fear is from lack of information. You, you know what I mean? And people not really understanding the, the complexity and the deep level of what's happening, the, the, the deep search for authenticity to actually just be the way you were born outside of all these, you, you know what I mean, uh, things that are forced on us by society. So we want it to be, it, that's why it's called wonder, because this mm -hmm. kid is going to be in question, questioning everything. And through those questions, we're gonna educate people from our community who don't have access to this information that will create allies. Mm -hmm. That's the plan, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we, I, I got some, I got people in my family who I love, who are, man, you, you know, some of the things that come out their mouth is scary where, I, and, and you know, and they don't even, that's cause they haven't even questioned where they got it from. They just yeah. accepted somebody else's truth as theirs. You, you, you know what I mean? And when you sit down and you really start to explain, like I had a conversation and I'm like, well, you know that if someone identifies as transgender doesn't mean that they're gay or that their sexuality changes. Mm -hmm. Those are different mm -hmm. conversations. And so many people are unaware of these important like facts that exist in this. Yeah. And so I think that's really interesting and have so many more other questions, but to go off what you said, I totally agree with you because people even like, we don't even have an understanding of a lot of people don't have an understanding what sex is, you know, like you could be born a uh, male, you can be born female and you can be born intersex. So we don't even know just by looking at someone, we don't know how, what that person is or what that person has or their anatomy or how they represent that or some people, and this has happened to me, it definitely comes from a lot more religious people. And my family has grown up Catholic and I've been, have, I had a lot of violence. There was a scene in the, in the, in the film that I caught, caught my attention where that person, I think Sammy's mom had a picture with a, a veladora, which is a, a, a candle. Mm -hmm. And you know, that, that kind of stuck with me too. Cause I was like, oh, that looks like my home too. You know, where 
oftentimes a lot of the men are less religious than a lot of the women because they uphold that religious kind of attribute. But, uh, and that's something I definitely want to talk about, but between Gabriel and Javier, another another thing that really stuck to me was, you know, there's also a conversation of colorism that needs to happen in the Latinx community, right? Because a lot of the times what ends up happening is people in the Latinx community who have darker skin or are black are monitored more, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're saying that you should be more like a man, you should be more this way. And people like me who are more light-skinned, I have a lot more privilege being queer, you know? Because if I'm in San Francisco, if I go to the Castro to be a white, queer, or gay man there, it's great. You know, but oftentimes when black or people of color who are also queer go into those queer spaces, there's also racism within our community. So I I'd definitely love for you to talk a little bit more about that. Um, you, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Gabe. I, I think that that's what I said earlier about like that Willie Lynch mentality. You know what I mean? Divide and conquer teach us to hate ourselves on our differences. And, and it's not until we learn to celebrate our uniqueness that we're gonna be able to overcome that because like I'm from Puerto Rico, right? And, and I remember being in, in Puerto Rico and because I was raised in America, when I went to the island, they called me a gringo. And I'm like, mm -hmm. what? You know what I mean? Or they'd be like, mira Moreno, ven acá. You know, <laughs> and all this stuff is, is based on colors be, because that Willie Lynch mentality taught us that the lighter skin, the lighter your skin got, the closer you were to greatness. You, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And and that's, that's a mentality that's deeply ingrained in our people, man. We were trained like that. You know, in 1712, Willie Lynch stood on the banks of the James River and he told all these slave masters, he's like, you know, turn the dark slave against the light slave, turn the flat, mm -hmm. fat slave against the skinny slave, turn the slaves with the bad hair against the slave with the good hair. Tell them they're talking about each other. Do this every day for a year and you will control them mentally for the next 400 years. But guess what? Your time is up. Mm -hmm. your, your time is up. It's our time, man. That's why that's why we in the streets, man. You know, and, and, and that's why I really believe things are, are changing. But it's not until we can look past this this skin complexion and, and, and really look at what's in here. You know what I mean? Like love is the core principle behind everything. And, and when you can really move from there and really look at that, then we can overcome things. You know what I mean? We can move mm -hmm. forward. But yeah. I, I, I think that's the problem. Like that mentality, you know, like well, it's it's so deeply ingrained in us that half the time we don't even know we're doing it. It's with, the binary. But, but it's what it, Andres, but your comment is the answer. Your your yeah. awareness, like I'm aware of my white skin and the privilege that it has. I know that I can go anywhere outside of New York City with Javier and I'll be more accepted than he will. Mm -hmm. And it's happened. And I get I get enraged. Like that's my brother. But it's mm -hmm. there. So I can't tell you how many times I walked into a place and they're like, and I'm like, oh, I'm having it like. Yeah. Like people judge books by its cover. And but but what you're saying right now, like even in the queer community, there's class systems and everything. So look, I want to put this the proper way. Hating war is not the same as loving peace. So self-awareness. And admitting that you have that without judgment so you can start asking the questions to, to systemically disinfect your thinking mm -hmm. and let those neurons that have created these thought patterns to slowly unravel is the way to do it. And it's, and it's happening. Like I got, I, I don't know how many, how many friends that we got, like, you know, 
I'll call with all of our black friends and be like, and like, I'm so sorry. You know, what should I do? Google it and fucking educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't let your, your guilt be put on as a victim. If you mm-hmm. have the self-awareness, then you will educate yourself. And if we can, man, we're not trying to preach. We're not trying to change nobody. We're just trying to face the systemic conditioning that we have had and put that into our stories to ask the questions that we're afraid to ask. And that might be a mirror to some people out there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a great just segue to what I really hope for Brave Maker is that we can be this community of people who talk, who use the arts to talk about how we can practically make changes. Cause I know my neurons have been radically changed through films and through discussing those films. And Andres, you probably remember like a year and a half ago when we were having our LGBTQ film night at downtown Redwood city, it was in a big, um, Bay Area Corporation with fancy, dancy, you know, cubicles and, and rooms. And uh, we were all standing around with some people who, who I love, who are helping us. And we were talking about pronouns. And that was like the real first time I really saw, I didn't have a clue about how simple and powerful pronouns could be. I'm still learning. My neurons are still affecting how I speak. And, and that's why we should have all put our pronouns in our names because it does like the way people present and talk and my judgments and the way I understand the way my worldview is still being shaped. And as a cisgendered straight male, I have so far to go, but the conversation started with a film, with an event where we could talk about why pronouns matter. And so I just want to say thank you to Andres and all the work that the pride center is doing. And I've seen people come to our events who then volunteer with Pride Center, straight cisgendered people who now are becoming more educated just because they're volunteering, giving their time. And then they can, the ripple effect is huge. Mm-hmm. So we're just tipping the iceberg, I know. But so thank you to all of you for having these conversations and that art can do that. I want to show the trailer and then we'll take some comments and some questions. So uh, let's watch the, the trailer. So stand by as I pull the one minute trailer of Wonder that is currently... Uh, streaming on HBO's uh, platform. So if you have HBO to go, go check it out. But here's here's the trailer. Stand by. that child was phenomenal by the way the actor playing sammy just performance just presence on camera believability wonderful i'm gonna pull in some comments here this is robertino he's one of our programmers the assistant director of our film festival and a member of the lgbtq plus community said he uh, loved wonder brought me back to first grade when I rushed home after school to catch the episodes of uh, 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 Wonder Woman on TV. I used to pretend that I was Wonder Woman, place my hoodie on my head and pretend it was my cape. 
The purpose was to save the day in the playground during recess. Great memories. Wonder Woman, Weepa, Javier, and <laughs> Weepa. 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 <laughs> the, Lat the Latinx uh, representation there. Jessica, also one of our programmers, I could watch Wonder over and over and cry out of love every single time. Thank you for bringing this film to the world, Javier and Gabrielle. And final, I uh, definitely cried happy tears at the end. I love that there was a happy ending. I didn't necessarily expect that, and it was a beautiful surprise. We all need the hope we can get these days, but a beautiful example of good, loving, healthy single dad. Hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So as we round out our, our broadcast, we have about 10 minutes left. If you have any comments or questions for the filmmakers here or for Andres, who directs programs at the San Mateo County Pride Center, uh, we welcome you to put those in the post here. And Andres, why don't you share what is coming up with the virtual Pride celebrations? Yeah, so um, COVID-19 really did affect us, obviously, and our, you know, our health insecurity comes first, for, especially for our clients and community members. Uh, but we're really excited because we took Pride virtually online. And so we have this whole week uh, of different kinds of programs that we wanted to share with folks. Um, it's Wednesday, so we already have two days ahead of us. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you can't stop the fun there. Uh, tomorrow, we're supposed to have an author speaker series where we have a couple of books that we read for Pride Month and people are coming together. Uh, Friday night, we're going to have a, a DJ performance. So we're really excited about that. Uh, part of the DJ performance is kind of doing like an in-house party at your own house. So there'll be lights. It'll be hosted by our uh, comedian, Jesus You Better Work. Uh, Jesus does a stand-up queer comedy every single third Friday here at the center, and we've done it online. Uh, so that's one of the things that we look forward to seeing. Uh, another thing that we really recommend folks is to get involved into our peer support groups. So if you have someone uh, that wants to connect and LGBTQ people in San Mateo County, we have groups anywhere from a, a gay men's group to a, a transgender peer support group uh, to a, a younger adult peer support group and stuff like that. So uh, we have some pretty good uh, uh, programs coming up the next couple of days. And you're always welcome to check it out at sanmateopride.org. Thank you, Andres. We had another comment, uh, let's see a question here. Um, comment, I always expected to see these wonderful things from my friend, Gabrielle. That's from Jason. Thank you, Jason. All right, anybody other final comments or questions from our co-host, Christina or Andres? Yeah, I had a, a final comment or question for Javier and Gabrielle. What do you hope to achieve with this film? I mean, it, this seems like something where Art is imitating life, and we really hope that life then in turn imitates art on a global scale. Uh, yeah, what are your hopes for your project? Well, we're currently, um, we, we signed a deal memo with um, a producer, her name is Frida Torres Blanco, to turn, uh, to turn Wonder into a TV series, and uh, a mentor of, of, of Javier and mine, the great and humble uh, Bobby Moresco is also involved with that as an executive producer. And uh, we're, we're workshopping it right now and, and turning it into a TV series and hopefully we'll sell it. That's amazing. That's so exciting. Good yeah. luck. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. And then I can do a last final comment question if you want to. Uh, I, I wanna thank you both. Uh, 
being a, a feminine person, it's not often I find uh, masculine folks that I can uh, kind of look up to or be like, hey, that you know, there's there's really good people out there still. So I really appreciate that. Uh, and the second thing, um, we also do training. So if your staff or anyone wants to be trained, we do LGBTQ 101. We do it from a cultural standpoint perspective. So we do anything. I teach parents, Spanish-speaking parents, and when I, I love working with Spanish-speaking parents because all of a sudden they're they're filled with love and knowledge. So uh, thank you so much to you two for for doing this, and I uh, you know gracias por todo. Uh, amen. Thank you, Andres. Thank you for what you do. Word. Thank you for the love, and we might be hitting you up, take you up on that offer. Yeah. If you want to go find out more about Wonder, go to realtalkfilms.com/wonder. Uh, please spread the word here. People can watch this now. It's on HBO to go. It's an important story. This is Pride Month. And we at Brave Maker are really honored to be able to partner with these artists to tell these brave stories. We want change. And change uh, comes in these powerful ways. It comes with us collectively believing in the power that these conversations can have change. If you have a trans person, a queer person, if you have somebody who's in your life that you are needing to navigate these discussions, please, the resources are abundant, as uh, Andres said. Please go to sanmateopride.org, get educated, find out if you have a youth. I mean, this is so important, and that's why I think I gravitated. I'm a, a father of three daughters, and I'm trying to build a safe environment for them, for their friends. I want this world to welcome LGBTQ plus youth, not push them away. I want to see the suicide rates go down, go away. This is so, such, such important work. And that's why Brave Maker exists. So if you care about these issues, please do. And the final thing I'll say is we do have a, a queer filmmaker who is a part of our team who is making his feature documentary debut. And I wanna encourage you to check out bravemaker.com slash sponsees. This is where our, our filmmakers live, uh, show, share their work. And if you have questions about what they're, what they're doing and who they are, you can go check it out. I'm gonna share the screen with you right now, but I would love, we're gonna, we're gonna promote Daryl's work this week because Daryl is trying to get to Clarksdale, Mississippi, uh, to his roots to talk about the film called The New Roxy. And it's all about his film, his family owning a theater, a black owned theater that made it and survived it through Jim Crow and how it affected their identities and understanding of race in America. And this is an important story we want to tell. So you're gonna hear more from Daryl, who is right here in Redwood City where we're headquartered here in California. Uh, we're gonna be talking to him next week live. So stay tuned to that and all of the funds that we raise for his film will be tax deductible. So, so thank, thanks to everybody, all of you wonderful human beings, uh, lovely people. Thank you so much to Gabriel and to Javier for letting us uh, partner with you. We wish we could have met you in person and I celebrated uh, in, in person, but we're glad that HBO got you. So that's a pretty beautiful thing. Thank right. you. Yeah, and, uh, and Andres, uh, always so glad for your work. Thank you for being patient with me as I'm on the learning curve. And I don't want to, uh, especially with Christina as well, we don't want to bring any more exhaustion onto already oppressed and marginalized communities. Let's do the work. Let's do the work and educate ourselves and say I'm sorry when we mess up because these, mm -hmm. human, these humans deserve our best. So thank you and much love to all of you. Much love. Thank love. you for having us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Family.
Thanks to everybody being on. Go to our website for more information. If you want to sign up for free movies, go to our, our website and sign up, bravemaker.com slash buzz. Remember, brave stories change the world and you are the story. All right, till next time. Thanks for listening to the Brave Maker podcast. Subscribe, give us a rating and share with a friend. Brave Maker is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Our work is funded by generous patrons like you. Support the podcast with a tax-deductible donation at bravemaker.com. Brave stories change the world. You are the story.